Welcome back to the history of rock. His name is Shim. He's the rock star. His name is Brandon. He's the DJ. Class is in session. We did a whole remix episode last week. And it didn't record any of my microphone. Hence the yes. reason nobody's ever going to hear it. I just we're gonna get we're gonna thing. get a new one happening right now, but we might. It was a long one. Yeah, if yeah. we did, we we were fleshing out, get, knocking the dust off. So hopefully we'll say, all right, we're gonna keep it nice and tight. That's what she said, and we're gonna start talking about some interesting stuff. Firstly, going with the difference between a particular subject versus Australia and the U.S. Yep. Australia viewed this first subject very differently than the U.S. <laughs> did. So why don't you take the lead on it, Brandon? So, um, Jackass. Uh, Debuted about 22 years ago. It ran from October 1st, 2000 to August 12th, 2001. It was, I mean, this thing was so big here in the States. It's so weird to hear that there was only three seasons, eight episodes, eight episodes, nine episodes. So there's 25 total episodes of this show. That was it. I mean, it, do it, you really think that the world needs more Jackass episodes? Is that what uh, you think? Well, no, we got the movies, so I'm perfectly fine with that. Okay. All right. So the general question is, was it as popular in Australia as it was in the, the States? States? The answer is not really. So I've thought about this before we started the episode, because let me ask you this. When it came out in the U.S., what would you say was the U.S.'s feedback well on the show what was i mean obviously for me i was i was 20 years old when the show debuted and it was right up my alley of this is hilarious and 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 one of the things that we'll get to uh, kind of later on is that i we had a closer connection in the city of portland oregon because there was a lot of scenes that were filmed in portland oregon because some of the guys were from the area so that kind of even added a little bit more. But, I mean, this thing was huge. For that demographic where kids like me, 20-year-old dipshit, just loved it. Absolutely loved it. It was, right. it was the, one of the biggest things you could you could have. And you're, like, you looked up to these guys. Would that be fair? Uh, like, you look like... I don't know if I looked up to them, but we definitely had our ideas on, hey, we could go do some stuff like this. Okay. So that <laughs> leads me to my point... Which is the way that, I mean, for all the Australians in the audience, please, well, for everyone, be sure to like, subscribe, click all the all the, the stuff down there and the comment in the, the um, comment in the YouTube chat, if you're an Australian listening, what your opinion was on Jackass. Because from what I can recall, the general consensus was this was around the time that reality TV really started. So we had, up until then, we had Seinfeld, we had Friends, we had, uh, you know, gen- the general you know the the sitcoms and the drama shows of like here's what it's like to live in america here's what it's like to be a young person or a young adult in america yeah and in australia we have no reference point then reality tv starts to come in youtube starts to come in and we're like oh there's a couple of reality shows of like survivor and this and that and we're like oh maybe that's what people and then jackass happens and everyone unanimously went oh that's what people are really (laughs) like in the states that's what Americans are like, because it was the first time that you saw people with without all the makeup and without all the writing and without all the glitz and glamour. It was just like, we're just going to start filming and just do what we do, man. And and we and the real uh, real world 
That didn't happen in, in Australia. That was an MTV thing. MTV it wasn't as big in Australia as it was in the States. We had our own version of MTV. So the whole real world reality thing, we didn't see that. The first thing we saw was Jackass simply because it was polarizing. People were like, it's like America's Funniest Home Videos on steroids. What did so young we literally... What, what? What did Young Shim think of it? I thought I was disappointed. I was really disappointed because I, I thought there were there were people in Australia. See, here's the problem, right? Australia likes to poo-poo on poo-poo. Yeah, I said it. Australia likes to talk down about America, about Americans, about the general culture of things. I remember this is how you like I'll explain to, look down to you. You big old fancy Aussie noses at us, huh? Exactly, exactly. We my godfather before he passed he used to make fun of the way you guys chop your food up the first thing that i remember ever about <laughs> a american culture was because he'd been over there a few times for work in australia knife and fork foods there slice a bit off eat it slice another bit off eat it you guys chop the whole plate up put the knife down and then just stab the food and put it in your mouth right who does it's a different that? way of eating there's a lot of people in America that they chop up the food, like pancakes, like, steak, whatever. Really? Anything. Anything. There's there's I'm apparently start, this I, is I'm not saying I'm not I'm not saying this is a fact. I'm saying this is what I was told. Mm, the point mm. the point is is that he was saying it like they're crazy over there. They chop it all up <laughs> so that the whole plate just gets cold, whereas we do it this way so that the steaks it was so fucking small. It was so small and petty and I was like and I remember thinking that doesn't sound like it matters. That doesn't sound like a big <laughs> deal. But the fact that he was like, "Can you believe this is just another example of how they're just kind of weird and kooky?" And Jackass came out and I was like, no, Americans are awesome. Uh, Friends, fucking Seinfeld, all the shit that I said before. All Love the sitcoms. The yeah. Ameri- all the sitcoms, all the movies, all the culture, all the all the music. Fuck the music, God forbid. And But the problem was that there was a culture coming up in Australia, which was like, our children don't know what it means to be Australian anymore. This American TV is raising our entire youthful generation, which was totally true. So, but there was no problem with that. Did that mean that you guys forgot what it was like to be criminals? Because I assume that's all Australia was. Yeah, it's that's a, a good one. That's a good one. So they're we like, really well, we forgot, we forgot how to be this yeah. because we're watching all these yeah. American shows. Yeah, they were they, they they noticed that we were rounding our R's at the end of sentences, but they didn't notice that all the B and E's went down. All the breaking enders suddenly went down. They were like, no, no, let's they're talking funny. They ain't got um, our so yeah, that's when 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 Jackass came out, I was like, oh fuck. Like I was hoping that the thing that blew up out of America would be a bit more sophisticated. You know, oh, and, and that's all Australia thought. The only thing Australia thought was, oh, we were right. Those Americans are a bunch of idiots. And yeah, they bombed jack- me out because I'm like, oh, yeah, Jack, exactly. And well, the problem is, that's why I asked you, what was the feedback? And you were like, yeah, we thought it was awesome. I thought you were going to be like, well, you know, a bunch of fucking idiots, not really good representations. But you no, Well, no, you because did. for us, it wasn't, they weren't, they weren't representing America. This was just a small portion that was yes, my demographic. Yes, they were. Well, not to they, us. You don't realize. No, no. That saying, show was massive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To you guys, it was. But in that moment at that time, that's not what I was thinking of. Because we would no. do crap like that, but we wouldn't film it. Like all that crazy shit, like there was. I yeah. mean, well, there's one time where we did film it, and um, I remember we were hanging out at my buddy Blair's apartment, and I just had my parents' old uh, VHS or their their old camcorder, 
And we just kind of filmed us hanging out. And there wasn't anything mm. scandalous or really crazy. But Blair lived on the second floor. And I decided I'm going to jump off your balcony. And I'm going to run around. <laughs> I'm going to run around to the front. So I did. So they filmed me. I'm hanging off of the deck. And then I jumped down. This I remember the second my feet hit the ground, the, yeah. the downstairs neighbor's lights flipped on. And I was like, oh, shit. So then I start running. And then you make like five seconds later, the camera turns around and I come busting in the front door. And I was like, oh, my God, the neighbor's lights turned on. I think they're angry. Yeah. How old were you? 20, 21. This, this, this time. It was right around like exactly what was going okay. on here. So let's give a quick rundown here for Jackass. Okay, this cool. Is, this is more specifically for the TV show, not the movies and sort of the others. Because even some of the other stuff that came up after the fact – um, I I was hooked on that like Viva La Bam and Wild Boys, yeah, and things yeah. like that. I owned all those on DVD. I don't know if I still do or not, but I, like that's that, that stuff was awesome. But it all started with Johnny Knoxville. Uh, his real name is Philip John Clapp. You, you can see why he changed his name to Johnny Knoxville. He was Which is doing a great an- name, by the way. Johnny Knoxville is one of the best fucking stage names yeah. ever. Yeah. <laughs> so he was doing an article about testing various self defense equipment on himself. At the time, no magazines were willing to do it because of the liability concerns. Like he was using like the taser, pepper spray. At one point, he was shooting himself with a thirty-eight caliber pistol because he was wearing a bulletproof vest. But no, like mag- with his own hand, or he got no, someone else. Some, I think somebody else did. I yeah. can't, God, I can't remember that one. Um, but that's really how it all how it all started. But no magazines wanted to put it in there because of liability concerns. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Okay, sorry, that makes perfect sense. That's where you're next. Big Brother, I know, I know. Big Brother, a skateboard magazine, convinced Knoxville to do it and film it. So, of course, skateboarders, that makes perfect sense. Jeff Tremaine, who would become one of the driving forces behind Jackass, was an editor for Big Brother. So now I'm confused. I wanted to ask you about that. Big Brother was the name of the TV show over here. That's the same thing. Big Brother in America. That's what you're talking about, right? No. No. So what are you talking about when you say Big Brother? This was a skateboard magazine. Did you guys have a show called Big Brother? Yeah, we still do. Uh, okay, great. Go, this, I, the I Big Brother make TV sure. show didn't come until way after that magazine, I believe. Let me double okay, check cool. just in case. But yeah, so that was because really the whole thing came about from skate culture, even though Johnny Knoxville wasn't a skater, uh, but guys yeah. like Bam Margera and stuff like that, um, <clears throat> that's essentially where they came from. So you had the Big Brother magazine which I'm checking the dates on right now, is Big Brother Magazine. This was founded in 1992. Um, And it's a lot of the the guys that worked for Big Brother were the guys that moved on to doing stuff on Jackass. At least the Big Brother American version started back in 97? Yeah, which makes sense because uh, the skateboard thing I remember, all skateboarding culture is, is just like, hey, what's the craziest trick you can do? And you're definitely going to get hurt while you're trying to figure it out. So it's a very short step to jackass from that. Yeah. So again, around the same time, Bam Margera, his family and friends, they were doing the CKY videos, which do you know what CKY stands for? I don't know what that means. Camp Kill Yourself is what CKY stood for. And the videos that they were doing, was it was essentially kind of what would become the jackass videos where it's just them doing stunts and fucking with each other right well so the show was an immediate hit for mtv okay that was the next question the show was a hit for mtv it became number one just a few months after its debut how far after the real world was jackass was it years or was it around the same time no real world i think was early 90s was the first um real world which would have been new york 
that uh, right. kicked so off. This, this shows my ignorance as being an Australian. I, I, we, real world did not fucking happen in Australia. We, I got no timeline on that one. So that's, yeah, no, uh, so real there, world there was a decade yeah, between bad. that and Jackass. Um, so the show did cause a lot of problems for MTV, though, leading the network to assign a representative from OSHA, that's the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, to keep the show's cast this. safe, as well as indirectly prevent anything too dangerous. <laughs> indirectly. I, I would love to know. I'd love to be a fly you in when indirectly happened. Yeah. <laughs> there was one stunt that seemed to be the tipping point, the vomilette. This I can't read without dry retching. So you'll have to excuse me. In which Dave England, oh, for God's sake, I can't make it. Dave England would eat an omelette, then puke that back into a pan and have Steve-O eat what was in the pan. Yep, I nearly went. <laughs> so uh, Jeff Tremaine said that MTV saw it and they said, well, it doesn't show that you're cooking it to the proper temperature of 160 degrees. Like, that was one of their first main concerns. Is this real? Is that real? Because that sounds like something that's made up. Is that real? Well, then you can, well, I mean, that's probably part of it, but you can go on to the next one here that is even No, more. I know. So the authorities were concerned that the stunt depicted, this is the funniest thing, they were worried that it depicted the spread of bloodborne pathogens. Yeah. That someone might try this. So they're what they're effectively saying is, don't try this at home and not cook it. Yeah. Try it at home cooking it. <laughs> yeah. So that's it. They ended up refilming the, that scene according to like the OSHA standards and the requirements and everything else. And uh, Tremaine said it really just robbed the show of its spontaneity because that was one of the leading factors. Because one of the I just, just thought of this something else that was really big back then as well was the Tom Green show. And oh yeah, a lot of what he did it was the shock value and being yeah. in public. And then it eventually would get to the point. They couldn't get that reaction from the public because they can't, became famous enough that people yeah. knew who they were, so they couldn't get that shock value. Like a lot of yeah. that early jackass stuff, it was going in public and doing something crazy and mm. then and filming that and then getting the, the crowd's reaction to that. Well, it got yeah. to the point where they became so big, you couldn't get those reactions. They couldn't get any react. People would just be like, hey, they're filming, going, it's like star catching. Did Tom, did Tom Green show make it down there at all? Yeah, the, it was just another example of what I already thing. said. Yeah, no, that's no, a Canadian thing. That's not the USA, oh, man. Oh, well, fucking let's place the blame yeah. where it belongs. That goes up north, bitch. <laughs> I still, man, I remember, I remember <laughs> the one thing that sticks out to me of the Tom Green show is that he had this this friend of his that was on the show with him. And he was they didn't sign him on or they couldn't always guarantee that he would be there. But there was this one part where he talked about he was working in a McDonald's or a fast food joint. And he had pissed in the pickle jar, like, tub at, where he worked. And so they were, he's like, well, I think it's time for payback. So he has this table full of pickle jars. He goes, I peed in one of these. He goes, you need to pick one, and you need to eat out of it. He goes, and I remember he specifically goes, that's better odds than the people that were coming to your fast food joint that day, huh? And he's like, yeah, I guess. So then he starts eating it. And the way that they find out if it was in there is they tip the jar over. It's colored yellow on the bottom. Well, they grabbed the right. jar that he was eating the pickle out of, and it was yellow on the bottom. And then Tom Green re reveals, spoiler alert, he goes, oh, by the way, yeah, I peed in all of these. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, that's that's what I, I could see that's, that coming. Again, I this apologize for anybody show, listening to this and who's just kind of... Uh, 
And I'm with you. For anyone who's watching that did that facial expression that Brandon just did, I'm with you because I never got into these. I never understood the appeal of this shit. I'm like, I would spend 100% of my time actively avoiding every one of these people if I was there. If they were like, hey, did you know there's a guy that might sometimes possibly piss in the pickle jar? I'd be like, I never want to hear about it again. I'm never going to that restaurant. I'm going to tell everyone to stay away from the whole thing. And instead it's like, no, let's film it and fucking force you to watch it and gag. It doesn't fucking work for me. I've never understood the appeal, man. But this is the funniest part. What I'm about to read is this is the thing that I find fucking hilarious. This ultimately... Sorry, when the Jackass re-recorded the stunt and they, the, um, Tremaine said that it took away the spontaneity, it ultimately led to Knoxville leaving Jackass because he didn't want to do a watered-down version of Jackass. This then led them to making the movie. So Johnny Knoxville's artistic integrity was being compromised and he just couldn't take it anymore and he had to go and make his own movies. That's the funniest well, shit I've ever heard. No, he didn't go make his own movies. MTV still made the movies. Those were MTV Well, whatever movies. it was, this simple idea that, that, that Knoxville can have any concept of artistic, like, oh, this isn't the Why expression not? that I really wanted to. No, I'm like, I'm like, it's, it's all shit, dude. It's all shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's all shit. It's not, it's like, it's, it's a, it's a freak show. And they're like, well, we're not allowed to be as freaky as we were before. I'm going to, come on, man. We're going to make Just you like, watch all of it. Oh no! I'm fucking uh, no! Yeah. I I refuse. All so, right, what's next? Again, well, we so want to make on, sure we don't on. go over. Well, yeah, no, hold on, because there, I have a few notes. See, you got to remember, you don't get the complete show notes. <laughs> like, there's other stuff that I have because I want to make That's a true. note here as well. Because, like, like I mentioned at the beginning, we did have a uh, kind of a special place for a jackass growing up in Portland because. Aaron McGeehy and Dave England were from that area, so you'd be watching the show and you would see. And this is before Portland was known as a a popular filming location. Like generally now, there's at least one or two shows that are filmed in the city. Back then, that was not a thing, so we always thought it was kind of cool. Like, hey, that's downtown, or that's this area, or that's this area that they're filming it. And I started interning uh, in 2001 at the radio station. So Jackass had already kind of had its major run. They were kind of moving on to do other things. And um, Aaron McGee, he would come into the station pretty frequently. And yeah, he's about as weird as you could, you know, you would, you would think Aaron McGee he was. Now, fast forward to my time here in El Paso. Uh, Steve-O now tours as a comedian. And he would go do a live show. And the two things that I do remember is that um, one of the guys that would come in and help with the morning show, he's now on the morning show, Nico, He's a comedian, and he opened up for Steve-O the one night. Spoiler alert, Steve-O's uh, set ended with him naked. And he would just kind of tuck the whole uh, Frank and Beans like, back and then kind of do the right. whole Buffalo Bill thing from um, uh, uh, Silence of the Lambs. Right, yeah. You know he does that thing? So the <laughs> yeah, crowd doesn't yeah. have to see anything. But I still, right. if I close my eyes, I can still see Nico's face. Because as he was coming out to thank the crowd, because this was the finale, he's about 10 feet behind Steve-O. So he's got prime view of the whole deal going on over there. And the look on his face, it was just like, holy shit. <laughs> like, what did I get myself Dude. into? Yeah, that's the wrong angle. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so Steve-O came into the station. Uh, he's a dick. He, he's uh, a dick. He, I, like, I, I remember. Was I was, supposed I was, to be I was surprised? Really, Mm, well, I think there's some people because he can kind of look like he's got a really good sense of humor. Um, okay. But, yeah, no, he's he's an asshole. 
Um, okay. Because I was a big fan. I followed him from Jackass. I followed him from Wild Boys and, and all of the stuff that he has done. And I wanted to ask him this question because there's one stunt that he did on Wild Boys where they're with this one tribe. And they have this, like, it looks like an oven mitt that they put on your hand. And it's all inside of it is fire ants. And it's a trial that they do for the men of their tribe. It's how you become a man. You basically put this glove on and you deal with this excruciating fucking pain. So I right. was I was asking him about how does that pain compare to some of the other stunts, and I guess the way that I worded it, it was it came off more like what's the most painful thing that you've done, and he immediately jumped down my throat. But oh, that's the stupid, that's the same question I get from everybody, and it's like, okay, like cool, thanks, thanks for being an asshole about it. And then okay. it was, and then when he was outside the club later that weekend, Nico smoked cigarettes. And as he was out, Nico's not near Steve-O. Now, remember, Steve-O's right. completely sober, you know, nothing at this point. I, apparently, Nico was close enough that the smoke from his cigarette came within smelling distance of Steve-O. And right. Steve-O lost his shit. How fucking dare you smoke around me? Put that shit out, you fucking asshole. Get out of here. Okay. So, there you go. So, Steve-O kind of a okay. jerk. Okay. Yeah, that's. Well, I'm glad we. I'm glad we know that. Well, I mean, look, I, I say this before. I always like to give somebody at least the benefit. Oh, of so the he doubt got two chances. Bad day. Yeah, and it's like, dude, like, that's re, the like, point. Like you're a like, yeah. Don't be an ass. Like, dude, yeah, like you got famous for stapling your nuts to your leg. Like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> but that's the whole thing. That's why I've always found it funny if ever, anyone's expectations are higher. Like, you see the guy who got famous for stapling nuts to legs and go. What do you expect him to be like? He's probably well, got yeah. some suppressed rage issues. Yeah, He's probably I, mean, I, I, got I don't know. Some, I guess I, I think I was hoping that he just wasn't going to be a complete asshole, and he really just kind of right. came off that way. So, but anyway, there's Jackass for you, everybody. All right, and we'll All cover right. we'll cover the and movies then, too because the movies are great. But we're going to move on here to an M I the a hole, and we are. All right, we'll cover them. We're going to make Shim watch them, and we're going to film Shim watching the no, Jackass. Never going to happen, dude. All never. Of them. I value my time. All right, so we got an MI the a hole here, and the headline is MI the a hole for refusing to cancel mommy and me yoga. First, thoughts. okay, me, I mean, refusing to can't, yeah, refusing to cancel it. Why, who here's the problem is it the mummy that's saying I'm not going to cancel it? Well, see, this is the problem, it's you're only getting the headlines, and it's, I mean, it is, I can tell you, like, yes, for it refusing the to cancel, I'm going to say no, you're not the a hole, but okay. I've got a feeling I'm wrong. You never know. So here you go. go Myself ahead. and my three-year-old right. son are enrolled in Mommy and Me Yoga every Saturday. It is very fun and excellent socialization. I don't get much exercise these days. My job is work from home, and all my spare time is spent taking care of my kid and house. So these sessions are important to me. My mom is passing through and said she wants to spend time with me and the little guy. She said she'll, be, she'll get in late Friday night and suggested that she stay over that night and Saturday, then leave early on Sunday. I greenlit those plans. I told her we could get brunch before yoga and then hang out at home for the rest of the day. She requested I skip yoga so we would have more time to hang out. But yoga is how I decompress from the week. I suggested she use the 90 minutes to rest as she'll probably still be a bit tired from the drive. Or maybe a walk and you know stretch her legs out. The, the, uh, there are many options. Mom now said that she isn't going to bother to stop at my house because she'll only be able to visit with us for a few hours. Am I the a-hole? No, it sounds like your mom's the a-hole, isn't it? 
I mean, it'd be different if it yeah. wasn't the mum. If it was like some, no, it's pretty much, it wouldn't matter actually. If the person was like, so they really don't care about hanging out with you. They care more about their and them and their bull. It, this is the weird thing. It sounds like every time we discuss a, am I the a-hole? It's just, there's one person that cares more about themselves and their bullshit than another person. That's all it is. Every single time it'll be like, well, which person in the equation cares about themselves and their bullshit? Whichever <laughs> one that one is, you're the a-hole. Yeah. Well, cause it. I, there are some interesting responses over here and everybody's pretty much agreeing. Yes. That this lady yeah. is not the a-hole for canceling. And the, the top uh, response was not the a-hole. She doesn't get to invite herself then force you to rearrange your schedule. She yeah. should be grateful you can spare her time, uh, spare her any time at all. And then somebody even responded to that saying, Grandma's not even coming just to visit. She's only stopping by as a part of traveling for her trip. So not only did she invite herself based on the convenience of her own schedule, she expects the mom or the, the, the daughter to completely blow up her schedule to accommodate. And she won't come? Yeah. The next, the, the 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 smartest thing for the daughter to do is to say, "Bitch, get a life." <laughs> just type, just text that, and then go to yoga, and see yeah. what comes back. Yeah, yeah. no, not no, not not fucking people and their bullshit. Yeah. Especially when you're talking about grandparents. Like, if a grand, there there should be a thing where after like after the, if you got a grandparent. The mom in the middle should have the right to wear a T-shirt that says, bitch, aren't we done yet? <laughs> like, aren't we done with this dynamic where you're the mom and I'm the like, can't we equal out and maybe you do what I say I need because you've been a mom and you've been there and you know well, what it's like. May, I mean, so if maybe, I need some yoga. May, maybe we make those T-shirts. Bitch. What, what did I even just say? Bitch, aren't know. we done yet? Yeah, bitch, aren't we That's done That's good. Yet. I like bitch, that. Bitch, bitch aren't, aren't we, we done, done yet? yet? Hold on, I got to yeah. write that down. <laughs> bitch. Aren't, we, Aren't done? we done yet? I like that. In the comments section, let us know if that's a good idea for a t-shirt. Also, let us know if you think that we're wrong or if you agree with the MIDA whole scenario. Nah, I mean, this one was a little no bit easier because disagrees. a lot of people were agreeing that, yeah, this the, the mom is the a-hole here. Um, but I, I wanted to make sure that I was able to share some of the responses over on Reddit. And uh, if you disagree, because... There's sometimes where, you know, I've done MIDA holes before, and then you'll get a random person saying, well, I actually disagree with that. And then it, it leads to one of the greatest conversations ever because, like, how the fuck do you agree with this other yeah. side of this thing? I like that. And, and there's people I like, like that. that it's like, hey, you know, I like hearing that side of things. You're fucking wrong, yeah. but I like hearing that well, side of it. That's the thing. This goes back to your argument of, like, well, are you? Well, no, they are. This is the thing. Like, the idea of people, like, oh, no, well, everyone's entitled to an opinion, yes, but sometimes... You're you're not wrong if you just don't care about people. If you're like, well, they she she raised that girl and she should. Well, you could look at that things that way, or we could move on to five fast questions. Yeah. So I'm I, I I'm willing to agree with that. So make sure you guys are clicking like down below, subscribe, uh, whoever's channel you're on. If you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple or Google, you can always find us over on YouTube. I'm at the Real Brandalorian on YouTube, and then you got Shim, who is at Shimon Moore. You can find these episodes, the full videos, up there as well. And if you want to comment directly on the video, then it's going to help us out just that much more. Mm. But Shim is right. Thank it you is very time much for that. To move on to five fast questions. Are you, Mr. Shimon? Are you ready, Mr. Shimon Moore? I am ready. Are you, the question is, are you ready? I am ready. And it is time for five fast questions. Shim, you got the questions. I got the answers. Fire away, sir. What is your biggest regret? Nothing. 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 What popular saying is total bullshit? Everything happens for a reason. 
<laughs> what quote changed your outlook on life? Trying to define yourself is like trying to bite your own teeth. Alan Watts. Come back to that. What song is stuck in your head right now? CKY, 96 Quite Bitter Beings, the theme song to Jackass. (laughs) You have 10 million for a new home. What's the must-have feature that you build? A lazy river. (laughs) And that is five fast questions. I could have sworn you were going to say a urinal. I would have said urinal. Why? No, I would have said urinal. No, because then you got to make like, ur- like, don't you have to have like urinal cakes for a urinal? Because it doesn't actually. Dude, flush? if you can afford a ten million dollar home, you can afford a cleaner. That just seems like a lot of work. Like I don't want that. Nah, man. I don't want. I don't want to put up with that crap. All right, hands free, baby. <laughs> All right, let's go. Oh my god. I mean, you could technically do that, you know, um, with a regular toilet. You're still gonna make yeah. a mess, and if you have the cleaner, no, then they just you don't know. You don't. Piss. You don't do that in your own home. You don't do that in your own home. You want to be able to hands free a real man hands free in their own home. That's the truth. You can't. Real you men have urinals. You don't do one of That's a t-shirt kinda, right there. You put your um, you put your hands on your hips and just kind of lean. I'll tell you one thing that I and then when you get bored, okay, you can so sway is, back and forth. Thirty seconds for a total sidebar. <laughs> have you ever? Have you ever? I didn't think about this. When you wake up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, do you ever sit down and pee facing forward no, so that what? you can rest? You can rest. Think about it. If you sit the other way, you can rest on the back part of the Isn't toilet. That, wait, 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 wait a minute. Isn't that where are your pants? There, I guess there. Look, don't get me wrong. I've never tried it. I heard a comedian <laughs> say this, and it was fantastic. But like, yeah, you pull your pants down, you do the usual thing. Instead of turning around and sitting down, you just kind of bend the knees and you land on the toilet, and then you just rest your little head and sort of rest, and you do your wee, and then you you get off See, and go I, back to bed. I don't, I don't it think it could that, work. I, well, no, I think it could work. The problem is, any I think any of the toilets in my house, I don't think that the the uh, tank is high enough. Like Maybe. I would, I would really be like crouched down to try to rest yeah. my head on that. When it's way easier, and, and and this is a very interesting sidebar because this is I used to work in a machine shop, and I would use bathroom breaks as a chance to go take naps <laughs> because we worked really early, and I would I was you know hanging out really late with my friends frequently at that time. So I would go I would go into the stall like I was going to the bathroom, and I just. You got your knees oh on God. your, you have your your elbows on your knees, and then you just kind of rest it, and, and hopefully your cheek, you got the kind of cheekbones here. So you're how long would slide. you guess? Fifteen minutes. For real? Yeah. I would assume that would only last like a couple of. As soon as you start to nod off, you're gone. You could no. go. No, that's man, a it's full all power nap. It's all physics, baby. It's all about like <laughs> if you're if you're angled back too far, you're gonna you're gonna slip right off. If you're angled too far forward, you can slip like that. You know, like you gotta. That's what I'm saying. It's all about the cheekbones. And like the butt of your your wrists, and you got to lock them in right there. Now the problem That's was fantastic. my boss, who's my good friend Bill, um, he knew what the fuck was going on because all right. of a sudden I would walk out of the bathroom with these really rosy cheeks from my imprints. Also, who takes fifteen to twenty minutes to do a dump? Like well, that's a long I've time. Well, I know people who, yeah. Like, there was a lot of times working on the air where somebody's like, hey, can you cover this for me? And it's like, yeah, sure. And then, like, 20 minutes later, you're like, how long are you shitting? Like, yeah. Jesus Christ, man. That that begs the question, how many people are actually taking naps? 
How many? There might be more napping going on than you think. Dude, I'm telling I think you. there's a lot more phoning. Like, you sit down. If you take your phone, are you allowed to take your phone? Like, we got to finish. But, like, I I, I didn't think, because I don't work in, a, in an office space. But I'll take my phone to the bathroom and then be like, damn, it's been 10 minutes. But you could, I know there are people who take their phone to the cubicle, to the, to the, to the yeah, yeah, it's a cubicle. Right, no, to the stall. To the stall, sorry. And they said, they that's their break. They take 10 to 15 minutes and they just scroll through Instagram or whatever your jam yeah. is for the whole time. Yeah. And that's what they look forward to every day. Oh, well, then that, your job sucks. That's, that's <laughs> like, fucking yeah. sad. Like, that's iffy. Like, well, I mean, yeah. like, there was a, uh, one of the lumber yards I worked at. Like, the only time you ever got a break is if you were smoking a cigarette. Right. And so it was kind of like, so all right, that, so if I want breaks, I got to I gotta go, I got to smoke. Right. So, so that's what you did. Yeah. You'd smoke cigarettes. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. let's go go through these really quick. What was question number one? What was your biggest regret? I don't think I have any regrets. Not a single one. No, I'm pretty, if I really think about it, I'm pretty sure I would see some things that I wish I may have done a little bit differently, but I don't want to have any regrets because... Everything that I've done up until this point has made me who I am right now. And while I'm far from perfect, I fucking love who I am right now. Like, I yeah. I enjoy the version of me that's here. And this version of me wouldn't exist if I had done something differently, which is essentially a, a regret. Yeah, I think regret for me, the only regrets that I hold on to are moments, moments that you can't get back. Just little things. I don't have any major ones. Little moments where you're like, oh, I wish I rage against the machine. Fuck, that yeah. for me yeah, was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I wish that. I'd... Again, if I really thought about it, I think I could probably find a few things where I was like, ah, I kind of wish this went yeah. differently or maybe we'd done something different here. And then what popular saying is total bullshit? You everything said everything happens for everything a reason. Everything happens for a reason. Fuck, no, it doesn't. Things just happen. How you react to that dictates the results. Like, it, this yeah. thing didn't happen, so you could do this. This thing happened, and then you chose the path to accomplish this task. Like, yeah. If, if, if you need to live by that saying because it gives you comfort, that's fine. But I'm never going to live by that because that means that there's a lot out of like my life that is is out of my hands. Now, I do understand mm. that there's certain opportunities, opportunities that only come to light because something happened. I mean, mm. that's fine. But I think a lot of people are like, well, like everything happens for a reason. No, it doesn't. Shit just happens. Mm. It's just it depends on how you react to it. The good mindset hack for that is when some shit happens that you don't like, and most well, people might say, well, you stall. know, everything happens for a reason. Instead of saying that, you just look at what happened and you go, okay, what can I take from this? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. it. Just yeah, literally yeah. just say that instead, and then you'll get through it with a very different set of outcomes. I'm good with and that. And then what quote changed your outlook on life? Trying to define yourself is like trying to bite your own teeth. Which, I mean, technically you could do if your tooth breaks off. But this is from Alan Watts. And I listened to a lot of fucking Alan Watts. He was an, uh, okay. uh, a philosopher. He was one of the uh, a driving force of kind of bringing uh, Taoism and Buddhism and things like that over to the West. Uh, and if you want, if, you guys, if you're already on YouTube or if you're not, go to YouTube and type in, like, Alan Watts Chill Step. And what you'll get is it's these speeches from him with really cool, relaxing music in the background. I use it frequently to fall asleep. Um, but it, but there's other times where he starts talking about something where I'm like, oh, fuck, like, this is amazing. Like I, I love this. But it's it's good shit. Alan Watts, go check him out. You said what song is stuck in your head right now was the Jackass thing. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. 
CKY. And then uh, what is cool, a lazy? Well, because uh, the CKY ninety six quite bitter beings. That song mm. was playing in the car today as I picked up my kid. And so when we, it was in the middle of it, and we pulled into the driveway, and my kid asked me, "Hey, what's that song?" And I go, "It's '96, mm. Quite Bitter Beings." And she's like, "What?" Mm. And I get, it, 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 she's like, "I don't know what you're talking about." And um, so, so then she asked if it would be available on Spotify because she has a kid's account and it doesn't, you know, all the restricted stuff. Although "Boss uh, Bitch," right. a "Boss Bitch" was apparently a perfectly acceptable song for my ten-year-old. Thanks, Spotify. I had to take it out of nice, my fucking Spotify. account. Nice, Spotify. And then you asked for a lazy river. What yes! is a lazy river? Oh, what is that? Dude, that's like when you go to like a water park or something and it's just it's 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 a like it's essentially it's a oh. pool that eventually kind of just goes in a gigantic circle but there's jets right. kind of pushing you so you can just Yeah. Yeah. That's what you want. That's all I want, man. That's all you want. That's I mean, what your I retirement could, is. And if it could if it could technically be a moat around my house, all the fucking better. Yeah. Yeah, like that drop, now now we're talking. Drawbridge, now down. I'm digging Dude, it with the drawbridge, the lazy, dungeons and dragons river, all the way. A lazy river that has like the uh, like the, a jungle vibe to it. All oh, like a lazy river that's designed like uh, the Jungle Cruise in Disneyland, except you could just jump in a fucking inner tube and float. Fucking amazing. Backside it. of water, nailed it. Yeah. All right. Well, that was five fast questions <laughs> was on the history questions. of rock remix. Fucking A. All right, so All you guys right, can expect we- these weekly when I record properly <laughs> and I actually get my microphone recorded. I keep kind of doing this just to make sure that it is. So um, this episode will probably, uh, today should be Wednesday if you're listening to it when it finally dropped. That's going to be Wednesday. Coming up on Monday, Shim and I are going to be discussing Limp Biscuit. Originally, I was just going to jump straight to Significant Other, um, but as I was doing it, I was like, we, there's so much more that we got to talk about because yeah. you've got to talk about their their first album. You also really need to talk about that whole controversy, if you want to call it that, mm-hmm. around counterfeit and money being spent to a radio station, which I am fortunate enough. I worked with Al Scott. He was the assistant program director and music director at the radio station that was involved with this. So yeah. we're going to get to all of that stuff coming up on Monday's episode. Make sure you guys are checking out our shorts on different social medias, Instagram, TikTok. Yes. Um, YouTube. I am at the real Brandalorian on most social media except for TikTok. TikTok, I'm at uh, uh, Goat the Brandalorian. You can find Shim on YouTube. It's at Shim on More, or you can find him on Facebook or Instagram. Just at Shim. Look for his blue check mark. By the way, I am now over a thousand followers on Instagram, and I'm thinking about requesting a blue check mark. You should totally do it, man. Join the club. It's amazing. I'm just saying, like, it's like free flights. You, look, if I want a lazy river, step one is getting the blue check mark on it. Hundred percent. You get it. You'll Back be fine. Right. All right, we're gonna wrap gonna this up. It. Hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your day. Whenever you're listening to this, uh, thank you all for being here. Say goodbye, Shim, because uh, it's almost. Do we do? His name is Brandon. He's the rock. He's he's the rock star. Oh, I'm the he's rock rocking star. it like the rock star. His Fucking name is Shim. The, the social he's the DJ. numbers crushing it up. That's it. Class dismissed. <laughs> <laughs>